This reading is presented with permission from Scholastic. Everybody, Miss Stripe here. So excited to start reading the Pet War. In chapter one and two, we'll get to learn a little bit about Otto and Lexi and how this whole war began. If you listen carefully, you might hear a little heavy breathing in the background. This is my dog, Skylar. She was laying right beside me as I was reading. She's quite the snorer. Anyway, get comfortable, settle in, and let's enjoy the first two chapters. Chapter 1 I stood at the bottom of the driveway in my pajamas with a serious case of bedhead. Across the street, a large yellow rental moving van backed out of our neighbor's driveway. I felt a cold, deep pang of loneliness seep through my body. Or maybe it was just the wind. These weren't very warm pajamas. From the driver's seat, Mr. Finch smiled at me. He stuck his hand out the window his other hand on the steering wheel. Bye, Otto, he said. Take care. I'll miss you, I hollered. But I wasn't yelling to Mr. Finch. I wouldn't miss him. I screamed to Alfalfa, their golden retriever who sat in the back seat. I think I even heard an arf, a single, gruff, depressed bark, shouting, answering my shout. Bye, I croaked, my yell catching in my throat. I couldn't hear much over the loud clacking of the truck, but I imagined a bark rang out as full of sadness and misery as I felt. Then they were gone. The finches, alfalfa, and their truckload of stuff around the corner and out of sight. Mom said a new family would be moving into the house in a few weeks. I asked if they had a dog or if they had kids or if they were professional soccer players. Mom said no, no, and she highly doubted it. I stood in the driveway for a moment longer, lonely, shivering, and wishing I'd worn shoes. I'd feared this day. I'd feared it for weeks. So I pretended it was never going to happen. But ignoring bad things never worked. I sometimes ignored my homework and watched TV. But then I just had to do my homework the next day and mom wouldn't let me watch television for a week. Unfortunately, things don't vanish just because you stop paying attention to them. Too bad. If they did, I'd just have ignored my sister Lexi and poof, life would have been perfect. But I figured life was going to stink now that Alfalfa had left. I had played with him almost every day since he was a puppy. I mean, the dog was practically more mine than the finches. I knew which ear he liked scratched, the right ear. His favorite game, keep away with the tennis ball. And exactly how long he wanted his tummy rubbed, until he barked twice. Alfalfa's new neighbors, whoever they were, wouldn't know any of that. What if they didn't even like dogs? What if they liked cats? 
There are two types of people in the world, dog people and cat people. Dog people are clever, friendly, good-looking, funny, and overall fantastically wonderful. Cat people, on the other hand, are ugly, boring, and smell bad. I'm not making that up. Those are facts. I, by the way, am a dog person. But now that Alfalfa had moved away, there was only one thing I could do. Well, there were two things I could do. The first thing was to move to Montana into the house next door to the Finches. Then I could play with Alfalfa every day. But I didn't think Mom would agree to move to Montana. The second solution, the more likely one, was for me to get a dog of my own. I wasn't picky. I'd have taken just about any dog. We could adopt a quiet dog or a barking dog, a grumpy dog or a happy dog, a sitting dog or a running dog, a shaggy dog or a hair, hairless dog. Mom wasn't exactly a pet person, though. She didn't love dogs or cats or anything. I needed help convincing her. I needed Lexi. I couldn't believe Lexi and I were related. To be totally honest, we were barely alike. She had long, straight hair. Mine was short and curly. Mom called it unruly. Lexi spent hours picking out her clothes, and I just wore whatever jeans and t-shirt were on my floor, usually because I missed the hamper. She got straight A's in school. I got grades that shared the same alphabet as A's, but were a few letters later. Most of all, I wasn't annoying and Lexi was the most annoying person in the world. But while Lexi wasn't good for much, she was good at winning mom over, something I wasn't so good at. Usually, I hated that about Lexi, but not now. Because with my sister on my side, we could convince mom in a nanosecond that the family should get a dog. I found Lexi on her bed reading a magazine. It was one of those magazines with some annoying teen singer on the cover. The kind of magazine I wouldn't read if you tied me up and forced me to eat horseradish. Have you ever eaten horseradish? If you have, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, don't. You've been warned. Lexi, we need to talk, I said, stepped into her bedroom. You didn't knock. She didn't even look up. The door was open. Did someone say something? She continued reading her magazine. There can't be anyone here because I didn't hear a knock first. So I walked backwards out of my annoying sister's room and knocked. Now wasn't the time to argue. There would be plenty of time to call her names after we had a dog. Yes, baby brother, she sang. She liked to call me her baby brother because she knew it bothered me. I'm not a baby, I barked. Then I took a deep breath, reminding myself that I needed to ignore Lexi's annoyingness if I wanted to get her on board. Lexi put down her magazine while I explained what I wanted. Lexi and I argued about a lot of things. Actually, we argued about everything. But I knew we couldn't argue about getting a dog. Who wouldn't want a dog? 
Apparently, Lexi wouldn't want a dog. No way, she shook her head. Dogs smell. They're dirty. They lick everything. I'm not cleaning up after it goes outside. That's just gross. Cats are much better pets. Everyone knows that. But everyone did not know cats were better pets than dogs because it wasn't true. Just because Lexi was 12, a measly one year older than me, she thought she knew everything, which also wasn't true. I should have known she would cause trouble. Dogs are loyal. They're fun. They're your best friend. A dog will do anything for you, I said. He'll lay his life down for you. But a cat? You're lucky if a cat gives you the time of day. They act all high and mighty like they're better than everyone. Just like certain sisters. Sure, I wanted Lexi on my side, but a guy needs to stand by his principles. That's because cats are smart, said Lexi. Just like certain sisters. So we're not getting a dog. She picked up her magazine again, ignoring me. We are so not getting a cat, I growled. Lexi smirked from behind her magazine. I knew that smirk. It meant she was up to no good. It meant she was hatching a plan. We'll see, she said, turning the page and continuing her reading. As if I were invisible and not standing in her room, bawling my fist in anger. I wheeled around, stomped out of the room as loudly as I could, and slammed the door behind me. There was nothing to see. We were not getting a cat. We were getting a dog. We needed a dog. This wasn't just an everyday argument like who was going to eat the last bowl of ice cream or who got to use the bathroom first. It wasn't even an argument about who sat on the passenger side of the back seat of Dad's car. That was the better side because there was more leg room. No, this was big. It was bigger than big. It was humongous. This was the difference between right, dogs, and wrong, cats. Between getting a true blue friend or an annoying stuck-up hairball. This wasn't your simple, everyday disagreement. This was war. Chapter 2 I wasn't going to just jog up to mom and demand we get a dog. I'd made this mistake of blindly nagging her for things before, like the ill-fated trampoline grovel from last summer. No, I needed to be ready. I needed to have my case down pat and my facts on straight, like Lexi would. So I practiced responses for all the objections mom might raise. She wanted a dog that didn't shed. Some dogs barely shed at all, like Yorkshire Terriers or Poodles. Mom wanted a quiet dog. A bunch of dogs are mostly quiet, like bulldogs. Mom wanted protection against burglars. I could name a million great guard dogs. So, when Mom got home from work and started making dinner, I was ready to strike. The time was right. She was alone. She didn't seem to be in a bad mood since she was humming a song I didn't know. I rolled up my sleeves, took a deep breath, and laid out my perfectly practiced plea. Mom, 
Got a second? She stopped humming and I went through my list of reasons we needed a dog. The joys of owning one, the fun we would have, how they're great friends, and she would love playing with the dog as much as me. And that's why we should get a dog, I concluded. A big grin spread over my face. There was no way Mom could turn me down after that speech. Absolutely not, said Mom. Mom still wore her nurse's uniform from work. She was probably tired from a long day standing on her feet. I should have waited. I should have brought flowers. I should have offered to set the table, complimented her hair, and generally buttered her up. But I hadn't thought of all the angles. But I needed to talk to her before Lexi came home. I still didn't trust my sister's smirk from the day before. It was too late to rewind, so I pressed forward. Why not? You won't have to do anything. I'll feed him twice a day. I'll let him out. I'll clean up after him. I'm responsible. After dumping spaghetti into the pot of boiling water, Mom shook her head. Head shaking is never a good response when you ask for something. Did you hang up your jacket like you're supposed to? I leaned back and peeked into the hallway. My spring coat lay in a heap next to the front door, which is where I usually threw it. No, I admitted. Did you put your shoes away? Asked Mom. My shoes were under my jacket. No, I repeated. Then how can I trust you to take care of a dog? Because a dog isn't a jacket or shoes. He's your best friend and I wouldn't leave my best friend in the hallway. And if I did, dogs have feet. He'd just run over to the kitchen. I could be responsible. I could. I trotted to the front hall and I picked up my shoes and jacket. See, I'm putting these away right now. I marched my stuff very responsibly into the mudroom. Mom watched closely as I tossed them aside. I wiped my hands and shouted, Ta-da! The coat goes on the hook and the shoes go in the shoe bin. (sighs) She sighed. I know that, I muttered. I was doing that next. Not really. But I hung up the coat and I put my shoes in the shoe bin, nice and neat. Now can I have a dog? Absolutely not. Which means I cleaned up for no reason at all. But I couldn't give up. This was too important. I didn't just want a dog. I needed a dog. The front door swung open and Lexi strolled in. Without a word, she glided into the mudroom where she hung up her coat and placed her shoes in the bin. And then she said in her most annoyingly fake sweet voice, Mom, can we get a cat? She threw me one of her smirks. I cringed. Absolutely not. Now it was my turn to smirk. Please, I'll take care of the cat all by myself, she pleaded. I'm responsible. Mom arched her eyebrow, her left eyebrow to be exact, which is pretty impressive. I've tried to arch one of my eyebrows, but I can't. You'd think something like an eyebrow arching would be hereditary. Evidently, it's a talent that wasn't passed on to me. I blame Dad. I know you're responsible, Mom said as she stirred the spaghetti in the pot. How's cheerleading going? cheerleading asked Lexi mom you know I quit cheerleading and how's choir at school mom 
You know I quit choir. And how's ice skating and softball? Mom, you know I quit. Lexi quieted and scrunched up her lips. She furrowed her brow. Okay, fine. I get the point, but I'm not going to quit a cat. Well, how do I know that? Because it's adorable. It's a furry kitten that will depend on me. That's way different than ice skating lessons. Ice skating lessons that cost a lot of money, said Mom, as she lifted the pot of spaghetti and drained it in the colander. A big cloud of steam filled the sink. Well, that wasn't my fault, Lexi protested. The teacher was a tyrant. But imagine how cute and fuzzy little kittens are. A cute kitten that will turn into a not-as-cute cat. And then who's going to be stuck caring for it while you're on to the next thing? Asked Mom as she plopped the pasta into a serving bowl. But a cat is different. How? Lexi smiled with her Little Miss Perfect smile. The smile that had everyone in the world fooled except me. The smile was worse than the smirk because the smile meant she knew something I didn't. It meant she had a plan. I have charts. More evil words have never been spoken. After dinner, said Mom, let's eat. She hoisted the pasta bowl and carried it over to the kitchen table. But my appetite was disappearing as quickly as the steam rising from the bowl of spaghetti.